to you live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, the NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherry. And welcome back for another episode of Blind Spotting. Recording episode number 13, and man, I you know, if you'd asked me just a few months ago if we'd have 13 episodes under our belts, I'd say, well, we'll, we'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll try. We'll see where it goes. And we are just really, really thankful uh, for all the listeners and all the folks that have tuned in just to check out, even if it's just an episode. Um, we had a, had a great week last week with Rodney Childers coming by and spending some time with us and uh, that interview went really well and that's really really helped us as far as uh, listenership and we appreciate Rodney uh, retweeting uh, those uh, some comments and and, uh, and plugging the interview on Twitter we really appreciate him doing that and as always uh, you can follow us on Twitter at NASCAR Blindspot so just to, again, a big thank you to our fans, big thank you to Rodney and all of our other guests that we have had on the show thus far, and we are excited about 2021. We're a few episodes into 2021, and we've got another great interview lined up this evening. We have Jerry Nadeau. Jerry is a former Cup Series driver. Uh, he did win a, a Cup race uh, in Atlanta in 2000 and uh, came close on a a lot of other occasions, including the Coca-Cola 600, uh, and then had some equipment failure that kept him from, from closing the deal there. But Jerry was a very talented driver, and we look forward to uh, speaking with him this evening. And he is our guest. A couple of things, uh, a couple of newsworthy pieces I wanted to mention. I don't know if anybody watched the 24 hours down at uh, the Rolex 24 down at Daytona, and that was interesting. There were some NASCAR folks, uh, NASCAR guys racing there. We had Chase Elliott. His team finished sixth overall in their division. Jimmy Johnson's team finished second overall, not too far out of first. And Wayne Taylor racing with their third overall win in a row. And uh, they were the Rolex 24 champions. So just a really cool event. That's a really neat event to watch. There's lots, lots of different classes on the same track at the same time. Drivers from all over the world. The very best drivers from all over the world, and that is just as part of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series, uh, where there's you know endurance racing, uh, and they have several different places around the globe, uh, several different times of the year where they do that. But the Rolex Twenty Four is kind of the the crown jewel, if you will, of that series. And then right after that was over on NBC, there was a NASCAR season preview and. Uh, if you caught that, that was that was really enjoyable. They covered a lot of different topics, and next week starts uh, the NASCAR season. The Bush Bush Clash is on the ninth, so just a just a week away down there in Daytona. First dirt race since 1970 on the schedule in Bristol this year. Darlington's got two races again. A new road course on the schedule this year. The Circuit of the Americas, and I've heard just. Really good things about that. The drivers are excited to take a trip down there. The regular season is going to end at Daytona, so a super speedway ending the regular season uh, and pro propelling everyone into the NASCAR playoffs this year. Seven road courses. So I think that lends itself to um, you know the champion, or at least to make the playoffs, you've got to be a well-rounded 
driver. We've got three new teams. We've got uh, 2311 Racing, Trackhouse, and Spire. A lot of celebrities influxed into the sport, so that should be exciting. Some some takeaways for me there. Uh, Bubba Wallace was interviewed as part of that special, and I didn't realize that the I Can't Breathe shirt that he wore in Atlanta last year, the Smithsonian Institution has actually asked to have that, to put that on display. And he noted also, as we've noted on, on our on this broadcast, that you know he's in good equipment. It's a great opportunity for him. Uh, he's expecting two wins this year. And you know it's kind of it's kind of time to get it done, uh, and you know that's that's coming from Bubba himself, and he acknowledges that. So it's it's going to be exciting to see how that team progresses throughout the year. The last time there was a brand new owner and a combined with a driver who had not won in the Cup Series was back in 1984. Rick Hendrick started a team. He had Jeff Bodine as his driver, and they did win that year. So it's been a while since that happened, but. You know, you got to appreciate the um, shooting for the moon, if you will, uh, from the boys over at 2311 and Bubba Wallace. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll get it done. It'll be fun watching them take a shot at it. And um, so we'll see who makes the playoffs. Kyle Larson's going to return to the sport. He's really been active in the offseason, uh, really showing his uh, mastery of the dirt. And so you'd expect him to do well at Bristol and um, – you know, I, it'll be interesting if he races a little bit different, going to be diff, racing for a different team, uh, going from Ganassi to Hendrick, and see if that makes a difference for Kyle. But I think he's very motivated, and it's going to be nice to see. We'll see if Kyle Busch bounces back this year. We'll see if, um, you know, Matty D can get his first win. So, so lots of different things to look for. I thought that NBC did a nice job of that. And um, on the 14th, we're going to see if Denny Hamlin can get it, put three in a row Three Daytona 500s in a row. He's got two in a row. He's going to go in for his unprecedented third in a row. So it's going to be fun. And uh, once again, tonight, we've got Jerry Nadeau joining us, and we will get to that interview in just a few seconds. He's going to be joining us in studio. So that is very exciting. And um, we hope that you will enjoy that as much as we enjoyed putting it together. And once again, a big thank you to our listeners. We appreciate it. And uh, we hope that you will keep listening and keep enjoying what the, what we're doing. And please uh, reach out to us either on Twitter or blindspotpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, drop us an email. We appreciate the feedback. We want to get better, and we can only do that if we hear from you. We'll keep trying as long as you keep listening. And even if you don't keep listening, we'll keep trying. Thank you again for listening this week. And uh, we are going to do episode 13 tonight with Jerry Nadeau as our guest, and uh, we certainly hope that you enjoy that. Thanks so much for listening. All right, here we are on another episode of Blind Spotting, and we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have been doing quite well for ourselves the past couple of weeks, but we have yet to have a driver or former driver from the Cup Series, but that all ends tonight because we have none other than Jerry Nadeau. And Jerry is not just calling in, he is in studio with us tonight. <laughs> so that is awesome. As always, I'm joined by Travis Sherrill, Andrew Coates. Welcome back, guys. Yeah. Good to have you guys here as well. And thank you, Jerry. Welcome to the Cottle yes, Creek Compound, <laughs> as we like to call it, right here on Highway 3. And uh, man, we're just uh, excited to have you with us and i'm, I'm excited I, too. I, I can't uh i can't believe that 
The, I'm here. a little upset because I'm actually missing the race right now, but yeah. that's okay. I'm doing this for you. Well, we, we, we pre- thank you for your sacrifice, sir. We, we, we sure. appreciate that. So, um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at NASCAR Blindspot, on Facebook, Blindspotting NASCAR, and email addresses blindspottingpodcast at gmail.com. And, Jerry, your um, your Twitter handle, is it Jerry Nadu3? At Jerry Nadu3? I don't what do you mean, Twitter? Okay, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, a, some, there's a I'm lot not, of Jerry. Listen, there's a I'm lot of Jerry Nadu's accounts out there. I don't know if you realize. I that. don't. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'm. I, I literally somebody's I running it. I have a Facebook page, but I don't look at it. Yeah, um, that, you're better off. Probably. I never. I do. I think I set up a Twitter, but I don't, I've never been on it. Oh. I don't even know what to do. That okay. explains why so you didn't you respond to my old message. School. Very old school. <laughs> <laughs> But That's then www.jerrynadu.com. That is that is active, and you actually pointed Well, in. yeah, it's it's not it's, active like people think it is. I mean, I don't have somebody running it. I mean, I literally pasted pictures on there. Well, they look it, good. I mean, I, I, we checked it out. The pictures are good, good information. It's a, yeah, it's a good I mean, website. It's, it's my life. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I mean, I know those people that they pay to do it and do it right, and mine's just kind of, I think I paid $100 to set everything mm-hmm. up and i think i pay ten dollars or something a year so it's nothing big i don't yeah i mean it's just it's my little well, it looks life good. my little life yeah story. We, it, yeah absolutely yeah well we'll jump right into it so just kind of take us all the way back to i like to call it where the spark kind of got lit for you in racing if, if you can like you know i don't think anybody comes out of their mama like Let's go racing, Mama. So what? <laughs> like I've done that before. I use that. Yeah. Again. I mean, maybe some some do. I don't know. But what what kind of got got you interested in racing? What was the? Did you go to a race? What kind of yeah. take us from there? Walk us through. Well, that. you know, my my father was a, a gearhead guy. He he worked a lot. He worked hard. I mean, he he was a roofer. Right. Uh, my mom cleaned houses, and on the weekends, my dad would go racing where we lived we lived right across the street from the airport and there was a racetrack right down the road and i remember going to the racetrack at one two three years old my mom carrying her in my i remember that yeah and and uh, i remember the fights in the grandstands and (laughs) i was in my mom's arm and and my dad was racing you know the i think randy lejoy's uh don lejoy he was the the track champion at the time and um a lot of my friends uh went there uh I know them all. I mean, Ken, Kenny Webb, uh, Rip Patch, and Art Davis. I mean, all the the big racers that were from Danbury, they used to literally pack the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and as kids, we used to play with the plastic race cars. Sure, sure. And we used to race them on, on the asphalt, you know. So that was kind of my initiation to racing. I, I remember going in the stands. I remember watching my dad. You know, my dad wasn't the best, but I, I know that, um, you know, a majority of the times, my I remember my dad would start the the payloader to unload the race car, uh-huh. you know, because it was wrecked. So my dad had some some good wrecks at at Danbury, and he did his own stuff. You know, he built his own cars. No he good. had a friend yeah. build the motors. You know, I remember Don LaJoy tried my dad's car. He says, "Let me tell you something. This is the sh- fastest car I've ever driven, but it will not turn left." <laughs> So what does that tell you? Yeah. I mean, he should have gone into drag racing. Yeah, I mean, my dad had good power, but just the car just he didn't right. know really the logistics of how to make it work and handle. Sure, but he was a good. My dad worked hard. He he ran hard. He was fast. He crashed a lot, but 
you know, he had fun. And my, you know, again, my dad put me in a go-kart at four and a half years old. So that was it. I mean, I was stuck. I remember getting home after preschool and I used to tug on my mom's dress to come start me uh, up. And I, and we, we had a parking lot right next to the house. Okay. So I'd go race around the parking lot and just do laps every day. Nice. Well, that's, uh, so that, I mean, that started early, obviously. And then you mentioned your dad being very influential. So kind of walk us through your, I know you had a very prolific karting career, won a lot of, a lot of championships, did that for, I think I saw in your bio over 50 wins and a lot of national wins well, and kind yeah, of, yeah. Well, probably over 200, 250 wins on, on the karting level. But I ran the, the big races, you know, we did the traveling circuit We I mm-hmm. ran for a race for Margay, uh, which Margay builds go-karts. Right. I ran for bullet coyote bullet. So the, the thing was, is I went to a national race, just me and my dad. Mm-hmm. And we blistered the field, really, and and and, the, and you're running against the best carters in the in the world in the country. So um, after that race, um, they they teched my motor and they threw me out. <laughs> and and it wasn't necessarily because I was I had something wrong with my motor, but it's because I'm a new guy coming in and beating all yeah. the, the paid drivers, the guys that built the series. One of the guy put his arm around me, said he pulled me over to the side, and this was Bill Bonsignor from uh, Bonsignor Racing. He right. said, let me tell you something. If you run with me, you will not get DQ'd like you are right now. This is not <laughs> right. So welcome to the club. That's what no, he said. No, that's awesome. So, um, I, that, and I did. And I, how old were you at that point? Uh, Probably 16. Okay. Yeah, I was running. This is in the senior class. Yeah, yeah. I didn't start running the big major races until I was 16. Gotcha. And I ran hard for three years. Right. And I won, you know, four gold cups or three gold cups and a bunch of IKF uh, karting championships. Uh, but I ran, again, I ran for Margay. I ran for Cody Bullock. I ran for Link from Delaware. Karting was my life back right. then. I, I just never thought I would ever do it, do racing as a career. Um, I think my dad wanted me to be a roofer, you know, because I, ro- I roofed houses when I was 10 years old yeah. like, with my dad. I mean, can you imagine a 10-year-old on a roof? It's that hard was to, me. It's hard you to probably, these days, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you probably got told to bring up boxes and nails and shingles, right? <laughs> up the well, ladder. <laughs> well, at first, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, you know, I, but I, I remember when I, when I did it, I, we used to carry two, three bundles of, sure. of roof, you know, which are eight, 70, 80 pounds a piece. Yeah, I mean, my dad, you know, we were all in, in decent shape. I was in good shape. And, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't see myself doing that the rest of my life. Sure. You know, my dad started in 62 roofing. He started his business and he retired, you know, when he was in his uh, late 50s. And then when I made it in NASCAR, I finally got I talked to my mom and dad into moving down Moving here. down here. But they didn't actually move down here until I crashed, until my oh, okay. accident. Sure. Then they're like, "Okay, we need to go down and help help our son." And and uh, yeah, thank God that was great. I mean, that was a tough that was a tough time yeah. when I had my my wreck. But yeah, I mean, I I had a great career. I had fun. I, I went all over the world. I ran. You know, Europe was a good a cool thing. You know, I remember uh, th- th- one of the most fascinating times I had in racing was I ran, I'm sure people may, have, good, real racers would understand this, but it's called the Formula Ford Festival. It's a big race held at Brands Hatch. Mm-hmm. And you literally get two to three to 400 racers. 
I know uh, Damon, Damon, David Cawthorn, Mika Hakkinen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the big Formula One guys uh, did that kind of stuff to, before they went into Formula One. And that was my goal. I, I got chosen to go in uh, 92. This was after Brian Herta did it. Brian Herta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and Team owner they, now and his son Colton is uh, yeah, running the IndyCar. Great. He's the really good. good. Really yeah. good. So I did it in 92 and here, you know, here's one American, you know, going to a place. We're there for six days and, and we did qualifying. I was actually fastest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. By, but we're, it was so close. Like there was a 10th between the top 25 guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, there's only one guy at the top and that was you. Well, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The three of us can say (laughs) that's right. Yeah, it, but it was it was exciting. I mean, I you know here's a guy from from Connecticut, a roofer, you know, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just went out there and, and it was blistering fast. And you know, I think a lot of it was the way I was raised. You know, I had that gung ho, that yeah. that that go get it, you know, make it happen. You didn't think about injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I saw the ambulance come out every time I got out of the car, you know, there's people getting hurt, people crashing. But that was the kind of thing that I learned a lot from net, from racing in Europe, is that those people don't care. Mm-hmm. Those people they drive so effing hard, hmm. you know. And and I think that taught me a lot when I came back here in in the states. You know, it's like, you know, even when I'm running the Barber Dodge Pro Series, when I'm running against Juan Montoya and Kenny Brack, right? You know, and those guys, and and they're not like Americans. Those guys drive their they'll drive you to the edge right mm-hmm. you know to the end that they're not afraid they're not afraid they'll stick a wheel in there and that it told me a lot it's like dude what are you doing i mean last lap at at sebring i was going to win the race but unfortunately i got kenny brack on my butt and he <laughs> and we were gone we had a 30 second lead over the field and he did something to me and he, and he totally rattled my cage yeah he stuck a wheel and going into a turn Moved me out of the way, and I was like, "Dude, you're not supposed to do that. Right? This is America. Right. <laughs> you know, you're what supposed mean? to be nice. You don't do this. <laughs> yeah. But in Europe, they do. Yeah. I mean, those guys are fast and they're just aggressive, and it's a different. It's definitely different. So does, racing that, does that equate to success in NASCAR, or do you have to be that go for broke, or do you need a little bit of uh, finesse? Uh, yeah, just to- well, yeah, that's different. That's why I don't know if yeah. I was meant. To run stock cars, yeah. you know, if I go, if I reverse my time, you know, and go back, maybe I should have just stayed in in, in Formula cars. Well, so I was going to ask I, you, you had the opportunity to, to to stay in Europe and potentially run Formula Three Thousand, right? And then you decided to come back to the states. What, what was that decision process? I, I like? think a lot of it is, uh, I was nervous. Yeah. I was I was just me, you know. It's like we had no zero money. Yeah. Um, I think I had Valvoline, uh, Mark Coglin at the time from Valvin who said that he would help mm-hmm. uh, get involved. And I think it was like, I don't know if it was like 750000 to do the F3000 series, which is one step below F1. And I did a test and the test was, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I just got, uh, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just going to go back in the States. Mm-hmm. I, I you know maybe it's because, I, you know, being in the States, you, I saw I saw what it felt what it was like out there. I saw right. what it was to live like there, and it's just not me. I was mm. I'm, I'm too swilled in here in the states. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to take that chance. I'd rather just give it my give it my hell and and, and try to make it in some way, whether it was Indy cars or NASCAR, 
and and go for it. Sure. I mean, I did do a test for Barry Green back in the day in Indy Lights, and it went well. But again, in road racing, it's more like you have to have money. Yeah. And in stock cars, I feel like if you were good, they'd give you a shot. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way I looked at it. And I did. I. I me and Tom Cotter, who um, I'm sure you guys yep. may have heard Tom Cotter. Yep. He um, he wrote a little release and he sent it out to all the NASCAR teams. And one team answered to give me a shot. And that was Richard Jackson, right. Motorsports. He gave me a shot and I went to work for him and I was making $240 a week. I was working there six days a week. And answering the phones, doing sweeping the floors. I was helping Michael Fatback McSwain. Oh, oh yeah. sure. He was the crew chief. <laughs> sure. For uh, Morgan Shepard. Morgan Shepard. And then they had a parting of the ways, I believe. Richard was on his way out. Yeah. You know, they, they were barely hanging on. And I think, you know, Morgan was, he was the, the tool that made them in the races. I see. You know, he, he was, he knew how to drove a stock, he knew how to drive a stock car. But they didn't have the the, the budget. Yeah, they, they they I didn't see them lasting. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I was working there for a while, but I was still racing at the time. You know, if I had a Barber Dodge race to do one weekend, I would tell Richard and say, "Okay, I've got to do a race this weekend." Right. So um, that was uh, cool. But I literally pulled him aside aside and I took him in his office and I said, "Richard, listen, I've been here for I'm very go getter. You know, yeah. I was I was, I was ready to go." I said, listen, I've been here two, three months. I've been spotting for Morgan Shepard every weekend. I said, I really want to get in one of your cars and just do something. Do a test or or go do an ARCA race. Right. And he said, and he's rocking back in his chair. And he says, Jerry, I like you. <laughs> he said, I tell you what. <laughs> he said, I tell you what. He said, I, if you can come up with $15,000, I'll put you in the ARCA race next year next uh month and oh, at lowe's so i called everybody but from, but my mom and dad <laughs> um well I, I don't mean it funny i just you know you didn't my, want to put them on the spot no because yeah, yeah. it's listen i my mom my mom and dad raised me right they mm-hmm. don't need to pay money right to help their sons now i mean there's i'm old enough to make it happen right and that's the way that that's why i hate i don't like how things are today you know? yeah pay to play yeah, yeah. it's like parents are doing everything to get their kids to do. And I think the kids have to learn to do it themselves. Yep. So, um, I did it. I get raised the money. I, um, I got a hundred dollars here, $500 here. I think my biggest sponsor was bus fuse. Oh, sure. Yeah. Busman. They gave me $5,000. Wow. Um, I had even the guys that I've worked with in Connecticut, they'd give me 500 bucks, a thousand dollars. So I gave them a check for, for $15,000. I went to Lowe's with Michael Fatback McSwain as my crew chief. And we were okay. I mean, we're, we're, it was scary. Yeah. You know, cause all the cup guys were there. Mm-hmm. We're, we run like on a Wednesday night and a, and a Saturday night. So this would have been the, was that the spring race when you went there? It might've been the 600. 600 weekend. Yeah. But they run twice. That's they right. They run Wednesday night. Before uh, the all-star and then yes, like the next. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the first night we ended up finishing fourth uh, on Wednesday and they had probably 30, 40 cars. Nice. So I was like, and, and we were good. We were fast, but you're passing a lot of cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of slow guys, a, right. lot of, a lot of people that just didn't know, you know, they weren't experienced enough. And I'm like, you know, here I am. And, and, and I think I just had that feel for it. Right. Um, I knew what to, to do. And I had that racing experience and 
whether it was uh, go-karts or road racing or, or anything. So he, he put his arm around me after the race. He said, Jerry, you did a great job tonight. I tell you what, we're going to do Saturday night too. Oh, that's awesome. So we did Saturday night, and I ended up finishing second to Gary Layton, who owns Concord Speedway. Right. And, you know, he was a, he was a, like the guy, the fast guy at, at Lowe's at the time in ARCA. So we should have won, but we but he snookered me. You know, sure. I didn't know. There was a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. Um. And and we ended up getting second. And then literally, I was in a cup car the next week because Morgan Shepherd went to Jasper. Right. And he because you know they were on their way out. Right. And we went to Michigan Speedway. They had at the time back then they had fifty some odd cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had to qualify. And in practice, I was second fastest, first time ever in a cup car. It's amazing. You know, right behind Gordon. <laughs> and, you know, and, and nobody, they, everybody's looking at the practice sheet going, who? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of stunning. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was yeah. excited. But in deep down, I felt like I, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I know I mm-hmm. can do it. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think I was, I didn't feel like I had the people guiding me yeah. the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had that hungriness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I made it. I was excited, and 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 literally, I went from two hundred forty dollars to, you know, to you're getting paid very well when you're when you're doing you know when you're running in the Cup Series, and you know it took a while. We ran five races. We we made all our races, um, and then I was on my way out because Melling. I was talking to other teams too. Right. Right. They wanted to keep me bad. Um, and I felt bad because I feel like they gave me a shot. But I kind of, overall, I looked at it like, I can't see them lasting long. Right. I can't see them being in cup. I mean, they were in a little shop in Denver, North Carolina. Right. And um, and, you have to, and you've got a, a growing career. I, think, career. You've I, gotta think, do what I gotta still do. think about Richard Jackson every day. I, this guy, he took a shot on, on me. Uh, he didn't know who I was. And I paid my deal. I paid my dues at the time. I gave him the money. I did the race. And, you know, we did well. But, yeah, then it, it caught a lot of eyes when I did that that first race for him but yeah if, as far as the race i remember getting lapped by earnhardt and i remember him sticking <laughs> i seen i used to i literally saw his fist in my window because <laughs> he was lapping me and he would like just get away get off my door get right. off my effing door you know i can almost read his lips you know but it, it was wow. you know heck i had fun so I, I got to ask you, and I honestly did not know this about you until I got to doing some research. There aren't many people that get to drive for a NASCAR Hall of Famer in, in Bill Elliott. But you didn't just drive for Bill. You also drove for another NASCAR Hall of, or I'm sorry, for an NFL Hall of Famer at the same time in Dan Marino. What was that experience like and how involved was Dan in the day-to-day operations of the team because as we're as we're heading into 2021 we got guys like Michael Jordan owning teams Pitbull uh the the well-known yeah. world-renowned entertainer owning teams and we've seen people come in the sport like Troy Aikman and Roger Stallback but they came in and as quick as they came they left yeah so what what was it like with Dan Marino. Well, I think that's what happened to us, right? We were, they came in and we were gone. <laughs> it was one the season, team, right? Yeah, the team folded up halfway through the season. Yeah. yeah. You know, I the biggest reason why I took that deal was was Dan Marino. Yeah. Sure. Because I was a huge, huge Dan Marino fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that I was the coolest car. It was painted in the Dolphins uh, colors. It was number 13. Yeah, I mean, I had some memories. I literally packed up. I, I left Charlotte when I did my deal with uh, Elliot and... 
the whole deal, everything was exciting about the Elliott Marino deal. You know, the, his team was somewhere else. Bill's was, uh, I think, in Mooresville, that McDonald's yeah, car. That's right. So they did all the motors. They wanted to have a team in Dawsonville. And I think um, that's when, uh, you know, I think Bill and, and, and Dan got together and they formed a team. And I don't know how much he was involved. Yeah. Okay. Marino. Okay. I, I really don't. I remember seeing him at the tracks. I remember seeing him at Daytona. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's the guy's huge. Yeah. Ever, I was going to say, how much interaction did you have with him? What kind of guy was he? He was fun at the blackjack tables. He was, <laughs> he was so, I mean, he, he's just a good guy. Yeah. They're, they're all good guys. I mean, they're all good people. It's like, but I don't know them personally. Sure. You know? sure. Like I, yeah. I never really got really too personal. Uh, with a lot of people, and and not many people got too personal with myself. Um, sure. But I was a big. I I just I was excited. Um, I'm sure my family was excited. Um, we had some time. It's just hard. It's hard for a rookie guy to start a brand new team and expect to to be well. Well, that's yeah. what I wanted to ask. Interview over the weekend. Well, it aired over the weekend uh, with Bubba. And about Wallace and and they're asking what his goals were for the year with the brand new team and all that kind of stuff. And he said, well, I I think a reasonable set of goals is to win two races. And Kyle Petty, who was interviewing him said, you know, you're the first driver that's never had a cup win that started with a brand new team since 1984. I guess they didn't count the 13 venture because Bill already owned another car, but you went into basically as a NASCAR cup rookie into a brand new team. What do you think about Bubba's expectations for his for this first year, I mean, what did you learn in that experience and what do they have to look forward to? I mean, are those expectations, I know they're a fifth, kind of like a fifth Gibbs car, but still it's a brand new team. Well, I think the cool thing is you're not going to get the 50, 60 cars that you had back in the day. Like you're guaranteed to to race that back in the day you had to, you You know, you had to run it to the edge. You had to ball the car. I literally balled the car on fire in qualifying (laughs) At Michigan, right. because I knew that if you don't qualify, you don't race. Right, mm-hmm. and and then they had second round qualifying, which oh, that's right. Remember? And they also had you know, and then there was the guys who would run fiftieth, and they had the champions provisional. I mean, Daryl did that in the mid nineties for a lot. Yeah, with the number one car, you know, and just that. he would get in based on the fact that people wanted to see him race. But you you could finish, you know, if you if you put it in the fence. That's it. There's no provisional if you're at the yeah. back of the field. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the expectation as far as how many cars. Yeah. You know, if there's not going to be that many, if there's not going to be over forty cars, then most likely he's going to make the race. Right. Well, so, no, the, no. The charter system has really cut out a lot of the 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 questions. You know, because if it was, they have a charter because they bought one. But, so every time a team folds, they sell a charter to another team. Oh, yeah. so who did they have this year? So they bought they bought the Jermaine Racing charter thirteen the thirteen yeah, car. Dylan, they they Dylan's bought car. that from um, from from Bob Jermaine. Um, so they have points. They have points. Yeah. So yeah. so that's the thing. I mean, a lot of the suspense is taken out of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, as you far know, as it's qualifying, gonna, I, yeah, 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 I will say it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, you yeah, know, no I, doubt. I, I, that's got to be that's a hell of a, a look at as far as I think we we should win two races. Yeah, Man. So, so I mean, given the fact that well, how might many as well shoot for the moon though? Yeah, yeah right? sure. But I mean, let's just be fair. I mean, the forty three wasn't best piece on the track, but how many top tens did he have last year? Two. Yeah, but he would have had a lot more had 
the hub's not broken. They broke several hubs well, that's, throughout the right. year. Right. I guess what I'm saying is it's not like he had 15 top fives last year, and now he's like, yeah, we'll get a couple of wins. I mean, that's a that's a leap, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm just curious, you know, because the first eight to ten races, they're just going to be making sure all of the parts work. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, just making sure they can make yeah, it to the I, end. I think, are they involved with Gibbs? They are. They're, yeah. they're essentially okay. like Martin Truex was. With Furniture with Row. With Furniture Row, and then the 95 was they last year. They were amazing. Year. They really oh, were. Yeah. I love Martin Truex. Yeah. I don't know why. I, that's, I think he's awesome. He's great. And, um, you know, he talk, you know, talk about a guy from New Jersey who really had to pay his way up, and Junior gives him a shot. Yeah. And then he never really – he got a decent cup ride right, Travis, with, with Michael Walter bracing, and then that folds and it falls away. And then, boy, they just caught lightning in a bottle at the, in the 78. Yeah, he's yeah. good. I like yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been – or you were racing in NASCAR for a lot of different teams – but it seemed like as soon as you got comfortable, either you left, the team released you, or something something happened. Was there ever a point where This you, is where I said I wish I had someone guide me. Yeah. yeah. Was there you ever know, a I was point, by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't I wasn't a guy you know, I was a loner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a good guy, but I'm a, I sure. was alone a lot. Yeah. You know, I was I had my own little motor home. I would get my motor home, I'd play my games. My little Sega games yeah, or yeah. my oh, yeah, the Xbox, Sega. you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just, I, I, I wish I would have been more. I wish I would have been more friends or somebody that can help me and guide me and and give me. You know, I think I got in it almost too easy mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. I just gave it all I had and I, I ended up. I was second fastest ever in a cup, first time in a cup car. Never been to Michigan and. You know, there's 50 some odd guys and, you know, my name, you see, you look on a list, it's like Jeff Gordon was fastest and I, th- and I was second, like literally not even a half a 10th. I don't know. I just, but I knew that I could do it. Yeah. It, yeah. Deep down in my heart, I said, I've got this. And, you know, I got into a lot of d- different deals and I remember Melling was upset when I did a deal with Hendrix because they wanted me to stay with them. They loved, they loved me and I loved them too. I mean, yeah. they were good. I think, but let's be honest. You can't turn down Rick Hendrick. I mean, right? I mean, no. When, when was that? What? What? It would have been two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand. Okay. Yeah. Ninety nine. I ran for for ninety eight. Ninety nine. I ran for Melling. You ran the second half after the thirteen folded, and then ninety nine, and then you yep. went to the twenty five in two thousand. Yep. And I had a good time with Mark. Mark was a good guy, and we had fun. We didn't. We weren't the fastest, and and we. I remember we got in a top five at, at I think it was uh, Watkins Glen. Yeah, but I was always really good on road courses. You know, I remember in my rookie year in a cup car, we sat outside pole at Sonoma, and I led the the first half of the lap until I went off. <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I did a lot of. Yeah, this is why I needed somebody to. to like, well, and you almost got down. your second cup win on a on a road Sonoma. course. Yeah, it's Sonoma but you, with the guy that you just said, Petties. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The forty four, you know, right? Yeah, and that was awesome. I felt I felt at home because they're like a backyard racing team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everyone's really close, a lot, a lot of a very tight knit family, and I had a great time with the Petties. Um, we were fast at Watkins Glen, but here, no, I'm sorry, at at Martinsville, my first ever Cup race with with uh, Petties, and that was replacing this is right Grissom, after right? I, this is right after I got let go from Hendrick. Hendrick, right? And I went to Martinsville, and I and some guy I met that we're good friends too. He says, Hey, come over tonight. We're doing We're having a big go-kart race. <laughs> at my, yes. Right. So I said, dude, I'm there, you know? <laughs> so I went to, to pass the leader in the cart race. And this is a little, little dirt track in his back house where mm. he had stands and oh, a that's lot of awesome. carts. It was like 
15 guys there. Um, and I crashed. I flipped and I broke my shoulder blade. Oh. Right. Oh, my. And this is the night before oh. qualifying. Ooh. And I had to, I had to tell, tell Richard Petty. I had to tell, well, Kyle. I dealt with Kyle. Or Kyle, oh. Kyle, okay. Yeah, and, and that was not fun. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, Kyle sure. was, yeah. Oh, you got the pony So that's when he had to call, I think he called uh, uh, Steve Grissom to fill in yeah. for me. And mm-hmm. I was out for a while, and then I came back and did Sonoma. Right. At mm-hmm. the end of the year, and we were, okay, we, we qualified 16th or 17th, and we stayed out when everyone came in, and we, we were like, we're going to win this. Right. We had, a think, like a 10, 12-second lead. And you broke a rear end gear, right? I, I, I went to go for the white flag, and I broke a rear end gear coming off turn 13. Oh, just pulling it oh. out of first gear. Yeah. yeah. What happened is the plug came out of the rear end. <sighs> so we lost all of And I was wondering why I was so loose. Oh. So you're and, feeling the rear gr- grease under the wheels. Yeah, but I didn't uh. know. You know, I figured, well, you know, the tires are wearing out. Yeah, yeah, sure. But no, I mean, the, we lost all the rear end, and then finally the, the rear gears uh, broke and slipped, and that was the end of our race. Gosh. Oh, my so, word. That's man. terrible. Oh, that's heartbreaking. That's the, that, well, yeah, no, the more heartbreak, the, the worst heartbreak for me as a racer was being here at home in Charlotte, uh-huh. and I was winning. The, I was leading the six hundred. Yep, we were. I think this was the, either the two thousand or two thousand one six hundred for Hendrix, and and we were walking away. Right. It was it was between me and 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 uh, and uh, Bobby Labonte. Right. We were we led I think one hundred seventy eight laps, and then it started raining, and we came in and we were praying for rain. We were praying like it would get rained out, but it didn't. Yeah. So we went back out and all of a sudden the car started smoking and I literally lasted like two or three laps after that. And we came in and I was like, done. Mm. The, uh, the fitting on the oil pump, uh, broke Ugh. and yeah. It's amazing how a $5 part. Yeah. You know, and that happened twice. That happened again with, not with, with Hendrix, but with, uh, MB2 motorsports with the army car. Yeah. We were, mm-hmm. we were running the second at Darlington and the a little the fitting mm-hmm. we were we were second fastest we were running up top five and we broke a eight dollar piece i i was one of those guys that was fast but just had a lot of you did, yeah weird, tough just, luck and it's interesting you talk about engine failure we were talking a couple weeks ago that you remember back even in the 90s to early 2000s you have a couple three engine failures a race when's the last time you saw an engine yeah, failure in a cup race you, don't <laughs> you just don't see all. it yeah and i don't you know to be honest i don't know remember if I really blew a motor like sky high. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure. The, you, the, you see it in the times. trucks and Xfinities, but it's not a reliability. It's those guys are young. They miss shifts. They over yeah. rev. They, they do something to break it, but mm-hmm. it's not. But it used to just be, you know, it's like the old Pearson and Waltrip days. Half the battle was just running 500 miles. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just nurse the thing along and get it within 50 laps of the end and then go for it. Because... Mm-hmm. You know, blowing the thing up 200 laps in doesn't do any good at like, you know, Bristol or something. So Yeah, I, I tell you, one of the the hardest, and I have another heartbreak moment, was at Watkins Glen. We had we literally started dead last because of something. I'm not sure what happened. We were fast, though, in the 25 car. Mm-hmm. And we came up, and we were leading that race. And all of a sudden, the shifter came out in my hand. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, how do you shift? How You can't. Yeah. It's like, when the shifter breaks, you I mean, you're doing a lot mm. of shifting. And yeah, and this was before the clutchless transmissions, right? This is where yeah, yeah, no, no, you we clutched it, you we clutched had everything, clutch it, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's amazing. Yeah, so, so you re- alluded to it earlier, but um, you know, let, let's talk Richmond if you don't mind. You know, in was it 03? 
when in practice because I think a lot of people have seen that that accident and it it's kind of like Dale Senior's accident in 2001 where you're like okay cars in the wall bad, yeah. it doesn't look that bad exactly I think I saw somewhere it was almost 130 G's you wake up in the hospital do you mind walking us through you know what that weekend was like yeah i don't remember a whole lot i do remember having breakfast you mm-hmm. know, oatmeal and toast and some orange joe oj and i don't remember a lot of the pieces of that day mm-hmm. and i don't remember i remember maybe 25 percent six months after i woke up right it's amazing what the mind does you know what you remember what mm-hmm. you can't re- i don't remember i don't remember anything uh the day of the accident no kidding nothing wow um it's sad you know, I, I kind of picture myself going into turn one, and I don't, I can't, I can't see it. But I you don't, don't remember that. You don't remember the moments leading up. No, to but it. I, but I heard, I saw so many people tell me after that, and I, I don't know why I remember this, but they said, "Dude, the track was seeping water. You need to do. You need to say something. You need to suit." You know, people are like, t- send yeah. me emails and stuff. You know, and I was like, I, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do. It was an accident. Nobody, the guy. That was in front of me didn't spin out. But here's the thing that was different. That's why I was fast at the time. I think we were second fastest. In, yeah, and in you guys were hour. trending up. You were having a good Dude, few races. It was a great... I, I love them. You know, Ryan Pemberton. Yeah. You know, Jay Fry. Who? Yeah, do you know Jay Fry runs IndyCar? IndyCar, yeah. Dude, that is, that's so cool. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have not... I, don't, I have not talked to Jay since my accident. Uh, I'm sure I've seen him after my accident, you know, a couple of times at the at the hospital. I remember seeing Rick Hendrick. Oh, yeah? At the hospital. Yeah, that was one day. I stayed in, in, in Richmond for about a month, and then they transported me over to uh, Charlotte, and I was there for another month of rehab. And Yeah. And I remember the first day they let me go and how angry I was on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, t- I, I caught myself. I stopped myself. I, I mean, I was like, wow, some, I'm not right. And this is what scared me about getting back. I didn't think that I was going to be ever as good as I used to be, even though I thought I knew I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like I can get in a car today and go just as fast as anybody at Darling or, or at, at Atlanta. Yeah. Or, or oh, you were great at Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it's scary because I, I, I know what I damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've lived with it for 15 years and, and literally my whole left side is numb today. Still. It's wow. still, That's and it amazing. has not, and it has not, I didn't feel like it, like right now my whole left side's freezing. It's damn cold up here. Do you want me to turn the heat on? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's just me. Don't, because then I'll start perspiring. I'll be, I'll, I'll be sweating up here. <laughs> no, but it's my whole my whole left side tingles twenty four seven. And I'm sure there's people out there that has that has some sort of injury in their brain that they're they're they're, they're numb on the right. Well, that's the way I feel. Me, it's my whole left side feels mm-hmm. numb. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cold at nighttime. I li- I literally wear half a long john. And a full no a full sock on my left side, and wow. I cuddle really wow. hard on my left side body because it's I'm cold. You're cold. Mm-hmm. That's but, interesting. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm as good as I can be. You know, um, a yeah. little sluggish, a little a li- I can be a little lazy at times. Where b- before I wasn't. Right. I was a go getter. I would be the first one there. I'd be the last one. You know I mean, I, I was always a go getter, and I was I was very ecstatic. I'm still ecstatic. I have two kids. I have to be right. You know, my kids are, are, they're, they're everything to me, my wife. And, and now it's just, you know, the only thing, the thing that I can say 
is I wish I would have took a bigger policy. Mm. Um, cause I, I took the least amount of policy that I could take for racing. Well, you're young and you, and you can say you didn't have didn't, anybody telling you this. No, I didn't things. think, I didn't think straight. You know, I was thinking I didn't have any money getting here. So why the hell do I need it now? now right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Even though I look at it like, wow, God, it'd be so great to have a big pocketbook and live off the fat of land. Right. I can't. Right. If mm-hmm. I didn't build, if I didn't literally build, well, I invested in in a building and that I still have that today. And, mm-hmm. you know, thank God people are, are, are leasing that thing out. Sure. Um, because mm. it, it'd it's be a revenue really hard stream because it's like, where do I go? Mm-hmm. Like where, where do guys like me go? I've literally had contacts with NASCAR. Like, Hey guys, there's gotta be something I can do. Right. You know, I mean, I, I did a lot of Ryan drives ever since my accident and that's fun. And people love me doing when mm-hmm. I do those things. Cause I still feel like I, I've got, I still can drive. I mean, I'm, um, I, I did some, some drifting with Dodge for a oh, couple well, that's years. Fun, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. But it's not a lot. It's yeah. I mean, it's, but it's hard when you know, no sanctioning body's ever going to clear you. Yeah. But I don't, I have no interest. Okay. You're not looking, okay. You're not looking I don't have, no, I don't, I have no interest in actually racing, but I'd like to go to GoPro with you. I'll do some. Yeah, let's do that. that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just think that, that, uh, I had my time, mm-hmm. you know, with racing. I did a lot. I went, I went all over the world. I, you know, raced against some of the best guys in the, in the world, you know, to win that race at Atlanta, uh, where, yeah, where the most famous racer of them all, you know, Dale Earnhardt, Finishing right on my bumper. Right. But he wasn't on my bumper, though. He was probably like three seconds. Yeah. He was about three seconds, three or four seconds. He didn't barely be. He he wasn't going to rattle your cage. No, (laughs) but you know, now that we're saying that, the the weirdest thing, this is the kind of the luck that I, well, I wouldn't say, I guess you make your own luck. But the thing is, is the year after we were doing the same thing, we we had a lead. We had a one Mm -hmm. and we ran out of gas coming off turn two. And I came across the line at 30 miles an hour in third place. Right. And and I, I asked my guys, I said, guys, why didn't you tell me to save fuel? And they're they're like, dude, we've been telling you. What what do you mean? <laughs> and I thought I was, but right. I guess I, I, I was a half a lap short. It's it's interesting too. Like some guys are really, really good at that. Talking about well, saving now, fuel. Yeah, now, yeah, but you know And they shut the cars off and all that. But the, but back in those days, even there were certain guys. We never did that shut cars. Yeah, they, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how. I didn't know where. You know what I mean? Well, and remember, was it um, 07, 08? I don't know. Remember what Travis will probably remember. I mean, when that f- first started happening, I mean, Tony Stewart was leading at Sonoma one year and cut the car off and it wouldn't refire and he ended up you know, losing the race because yeah, of it, yeah. um, That's you know, scary. going uphill and, mm-hmm. but there were certain guys that would that just, you knew were fuel mileage guys, you know? And, um, and it was funny how, how they could just nurse that thing, you know, uh, especially when the engine was carbureted, you know, trying not to open those butterflies too fast and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, but so you got to understand one thing when you got testing now mm-hmm. and, and you know, well, do they do testing? Now? Some, A not much, bit. not as much. Okay. But here's the thing. It wasn't that critical back then. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh my God. You know, I mean, this fuel is everything, but it's amazing the things that they do by clutching it, shutting the motor off. We didn't do any of that and they, stuff. And they do that on every caution all the time now. I know. Yep. I know. I mean, that's amazing. It, 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 yeah. It's totally, yeah, it totally, it's not like back in the 90s and 2000. It's totally, everything's evolved way different. I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm kind of glad I'm out, but, you know, I, I kind of, wish that I was still around to see, to see all this. Sure. You know, whether I would adapt 
better, uh, whether I would be, you know, in a better position. Um, even though, you know, like again, when I went to MB2 Motorsports, that was a long t- time deal, and we we had a good start with the Army, and I think the Army stayed in for a while. They did. They Mark Martin ran that car um, for a while. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a hard. That was yeah. I was and and that was a that was a scary time for me because it's like I would have dreams of every night of racing mm-hmm. and wondering. You know, yeah. at time I had scary dreams. I had dreams of you know even coming back now is 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 being incredible right you know because i feel like i've learned so much and i've i'm a lot more relaxed you know and i think um and i think more mm-hmm. where back then mm-hmm. right i didn't right. do anything just, i just went i just you know you're you're in a different situation do you think you know the last what five to six years you know head injuries concussions have, have permeated the nfl we saw dale jr's comments about you know him racing with you know, with concussions and 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 I know that you've said in other media interviews that you know you you're willing to donate your bread your brain for concussion research. Do you think sports are doing enough for for concussions or like like what what is your I mean as someone who's had to live live through this what what is your I mean what do you think uh, professional sports are doing? You got to understand I, I no I didn't think I don't think there's enough done but I don't think that the drivers are are smart enough to to really understand. Mm. Um because the racers and yeah. and same with me i did i ever think about that no of course not Not, not yeah. even, that was the last thing i thought about you know um you gotta understand i've i've knocked myself out probably six or seven times wow in in my in my career in racing um i remember at at sonoma you know my rookie year um we we broke a tie rod and and literally went straight into the the their bank but the car stopped so fast that i was out wow and i remember i woke up i looked in the mirror and i had blood all over my Mm. my lip because i bit my my lip and i'm but i was in a daze they had to take me out to the hospital i remember knocking myself out at darlington Uh, we blew a tire coming off turn two um and i woke up in the hospital so but i didn't think that nothing came in my mind about brain nothing sure Mm -hmm. now it's different and you literally the real the people that that don't have the injury don't think about it. Of course not. But yeah, now yeah, yeah. that I'm that I'm living in a brain injured situation, oh my god, people don't. I'm still the same guy. Um, but I feel different. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I feel. I don't know. I I I, I kind of wish uh, someone would guide me mm-hmm. and tell me what do I need to do next. I've made phone calls to NASCAR. I think God, it'd be great to do something. Can I be the Can I be the pace car guy? driver? <laughs> I mean, yeah. can I can I flag a turn? Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say lost because I've got two kids and a wife and I run a house and I run a building. So I'm not lost, 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 but I, I, but you, it's, you miss lo- it. you're lost without racing. You right. miss it. You miss yeah. Being I mean, I, the, I love yeah. racing. I, I, you know, I want to, I love to love fans. I love talking to people, but I, I don't, I, I stay home and I hermit and I wait to go pick up my kids. Yeah. You know, but I, I you wait do- for the coffee to get done. You do. You're you're involved in some eye racing, though, aren't you? You do some. I, you I know, know it's what? not the same, but it's no. It's you know what's sad is I don't I don't do it like I should do it. I don't. I mean, I literally have the best equipment ever, and it sits in my basement. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you. I bet you it's been three four months. I think when all the, when all the good new dirt tracks come out, I go down there oh. and I'll spend <laughs> and I'll spend I'll spend two three hours and I won't do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was um, that your preferred service? I mean, you, you just you liked racing on dirt. Well, you, yeah, I gotta say, I, I have 
kids and a wife and I got a yard to take care of. I got right. this. I don't, I would love to do more. I would love to do it. No, what I mean is when you were racing, like when yes. you, back when you, and when you were behind the wheel, did you just love being on dirt or did you have a lot of, I, I started out, that's interest? why I started. Yeah. You know, dirt cart racing. I did that for God for 10 years. I ran dirt modifieds. I ran dirt sportsman cars yeah. up in okay. Lebanon Valley in New York. Right. Um, I just, I think every driver, I think really the good drivers are, are good on dirt. And I'm so yep. happy. To, it was so cool to see Casey. Uh, is it not Casey? Uh, 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 Kyle, Kyle Larson. Larson? No, no, the guy. Oh, he's the best. He's, he's my hero. He's good, isn't he? He's my hero. And I'm gonna when I leave here, I'm gonna send you a picture, and you're gonna be like, no way. But <laughs> well, I, it's could... me and Kyle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And he was. I think he was eight years old. No kidding. At when I was when I was uh, leading the 600, we did a picture together. He won the the. He was eight. He won whatever, not the legend cars. The bandoleros. 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 Yeah. yeah. And and I've got a picture with him. And I'm, he's got his arm next to me, and it's like. This is so cool. Now I look at it, it's like, oh my god, that's that's actually the guy. That's amazing. So, but um, <laughs> and you look at him, it's like those like three years ago. I know, right? <laughs> but you look at Kyle Larson, he looks. He so, doesn't look. Know, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't look old enough to have no, been that, that no. have been that long he's, ago. He's incredible. He really is. I, I'm. I am eager to see what he's gonna do this year. Coming back, you know, it's amazing. Some people are saying that he'll be in the in the in the chase. He's like, they're really. I mean, I I don't. I don't see. I see that happening, but I. But they're already talking about it. It's like God. He's you know. I mean, the guy's good. He yeah, should yeah. be. Yeah, I he mean, I, be and, and it wasn't like he was gone for forever. I mean, he had two thirds of a season off. Mm. You know, I mean, it's it's not like he's coming back like Matt Kenseth at forty six. Well, he sitting was out still racing, years. and I he mean, was still he racing. He wasn't racing on asphalt, but he was racing a buttload on dirt, and not just racing, but winning everything he was doing. And, so, and if I. I don't, but if I was a betting man, I think I'd put my money on the five car at Bristol because when they run those cup cars on dirt... If that car dirt, holds up, sure. I mean, there's no reason Larson yeah. shouldn't be at the front yeah. of that pack. They, I tell you, he, I, I literally... I was stuck on... on uh, uh, what is it? Not Mav, but... I was uh, flow racing, mm -hmm. uh, dirt vision, uh, dirt on dirt. And when I saw... I literally saw every feature that Kyle won... He, I think he won forty six features in a less like, in like a four three months. Mo yeah, yeah. three amazing. four months, and I and I saw every one of them, and and the guy is literally a Mario Andretti. You know, when Mario back in the day when he made it and he went to Formula One, won it, you know, won this, yeah, and then six, he came yeah. back. He was like the biggest thing ever, ever, in 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 America. Right, and you know, I mean, you know, not you look at the look at Dale Earnhardt how he was in stock car racing. Yep. You know, I mean, he was God, and and that's the way that I see it in my vision as, as Kyle Larson. You'll never see another guy like him. He's absolutely amazing. So we hadn't originally planned to ask you this, but since your passion for dirt is so evident, what are your thoughts about Cup on dirt? them them putting dirt on Bristol? I'm having a hard time with it, even though we're going to be there. Um, I, I'm having a hard time with that because I'll be there. Oh, you're going too? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Well, good. We'll be yeah. there. Uh, you know Tony Han? He's I... another, he's a USAC, he's a okay. four-time okay. USAC sprint car champion. Uh, we're good friends. Oh, good. And I used to own a sprint car. No back, kidding. Oh, yeah, when okay. I was racing for Hendrick. Okay, okay. But sure. we didn't do it very long. We did it for like two, one or two years, and then I just, I can't do this. I'm not good with money. Yeah. I'm not good at, 
I see my money going down. I see me losing everything. I was like, you know what? Take this stuff and go race. Well, and, and and racing is not. You've got to be willing to spend a lot of money to stay in racing. Yeah, and you know? I, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I gave him a shot. He he did real well after that. He ran for a lot of good teams and um. But he, he actually called me today. He's like, hey, dude, we're going to the Outlaws and the Late Models at Bristol. Oh, awesome. I said, dude, you're, that's awesome. I'm doing, I'm doing it. Come make sure you fly to Charlotte. Stay at my house for a night, and we'll drive We'll up. drive up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be fun. Yeah. That's that'll cool. That's the weekend before the cup race. So that'll be, that'll be fun. March. March, right? Yeah, March. I think the Outlaws are like March 15th through the 20th or something like that. And the cup race is the next weekend. It's the 28th. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's not um, going to be warm. No, it's not going to be warm. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things no, that I'm, we're happy that we went. Just through the, the experience event, of the, the whole spectacle thing. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a racer at heart, and I, yeah, I still, I still got it. I don't, I'm not really, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I made my, my, my living in, in NASCAR racing, but I love dirt racing. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. God, I think it's just fascinating. I, I, I don't mind getting dirty. Yeah, you know I don't mind dust. I I love. Did you ever I, run it? I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd in the grandstands, right? With my mask on and my goggles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. That's uh, awesome. Because I'm into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just I'm That's watching. Cool. I'm literally. I cannot wait when I'm. This is over because it's movie night with my wife and my kids. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna go upstairs and sleep in my own room, <laughs> and I've got my computer ready, and I've got my TV ready, and I've got three races I gotta That's watch awesome. tonight. So That's I'm, cool. I'm did what's, you ever get to run on? Eldora? Eldora? No. Yeah. But you know what? I would love to call uh, Tony. We'd love to call and Tony just, as well. <laughs> I mean, you guys were were sort of rookies at the around the same time. Did you guys ever hang? Stuart? Yeah, because no, he was, came in in '99. No, no. And, here's my deal. It was yeah. He came in the year after. Yeah. It was me, uh, Kenny Irwin, and Steve Park. Oh right. We were and the then three, Park got injured. Yeah, yeah, and it's so sad because we I lost. I used to park my motorhome next to Kenny Irwin. Yeah. We were good friends. You know, he was the hot shoe, and I loved him. I, I, I remember watching him he, on the USAC right. Thursday Night Thunder. And, and you know, and, and then he, he got He ran wing sprint cars, I think. He did everything. Yeah. Kenny yeah. Irwin, yeah. He was, a, he was amazing. He was a great driver. He was good, and I think he, he ran with one of the best teams. I think it was uh, Yates yeah. at the time. He lost his And I remember... I remember when they, they towed his or they pulled his motorhome after he passed away at Loudon, and That's I, I was it was New lost. Hampshire, because it was the year after Adam or the year before. Was it the next year Adam Petty died at the same track? Right. I mean, yeah. Loudon had a couple of rough. Adam yeah. died, I think, in '93, and then Kenny died in '94. Or I may have those backwards. No, no, yeah. no, no Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was much later. I yeah, think. Kenny was like. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ken, uh, Adam. Kenny was in 2000, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think Adam was at 98 or 99, somewhere in there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. So let me ask you, we you know, we don't get a lot of guys on here that have for, followed Formula One or, you know, been down that road a little bit. And I, that, other than NASCAR, that's my favorite racing series. Formula and, One? Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm a big he fan. He fits it on every episode. He fits I do. Formula I got to find it. Yeah, so I got to ask yeah. you, Schumacher or Hamilton? You got one race. Who are you taking? In their prime. Wow. That's a really good one. I would probably have to say, if I knew the cars were going to hold up and nothing was going to break, right. I would have to say Schumacher. Okay. I was going to say, I'll take Hamilton in the dry and I'll take Schumi in the wet. There was nobody better at driving in the rain than Michael yeah. Schumacher. That guy was you know, unbelievable. I hate this. I, here's the thing. My, my, my greatest 
besides my dad, mm-hmm. I, I, I love Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, he's a great I guy. don't know why. Yeah. I like him. I like his demeanor. I like the way he's no bullshit, you know? <laughs> right. He's just all out. And, and uh, you know, it's unfortunate. He just, you know, he did win a championship, right. which is great. But here's a kid that, that's got very little car racing, and he made it to F1. Yeah. He was just amazing. I love it when they come on they, the international broadcast will sometimes to say, They'll give him an update, and he'll say, "Please shut up! I'm driving my race car." Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the I, Ice Man. Yeah, I. That's that's my biggest thing. If there's a dirt race or Formula One, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just a big Formula One geek. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll turn yeah. it back away from that for now. But I had to throw my obligatory yeah. Formula One question in. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. What what. Uh, can you take us back to Atlanta and just kind of walk us through? Continue? When I won? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, what are those last? Because it's, it's, it's something kinda, we'll kinda, never experience. It, it doesn't mean it's hard because it doesn't mean a whole lot because it wasn't on a race day. It wasn't on the day it should have been. Right. You oh. know, it was done the next day. Okay. Because it was a rain. So there weren't any fans, and it wasn't as yeah. Well, you still had fans. Yeah. Because you, you got to understand, back in two thousand, you're right, that, dude. It, it was there were people everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere you went, you couldn't get a seat. Now, obviously, it, it's changed a whole lot. Um, but as far as Atlanta, it, it was a good day. It was a great day, and yeah. I think, you know, uh, my first ever test for Bill Elliott Motorsports or Bill Elliott Racing or what are you? What's the guy? The football player? Marino. Oh, Marino. Marino yeah. Elliott Racing. Um, was this is a funny story? Um, Bill picked me up in Charlotte on a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Picked me up and he took me testing at Atlanta. He went out, got the car ready, and I put the car on fire and turned three like my second lap. <laughs> Balled it up and walked out, and, and we he signed a contract. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know if that's how it all happened, but that's kind of how I feel like it happened because. You know, there was there was a lot of decisions, you know, with Melling, with this other team that I was talking to, and and I know Bill wanted me to go over there in '98, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I literally took his car and I put it on fire. So, <laughs> I, what, tell me, I, and I'm just going to plead ignorance here. Maybe these other two know exactly what you're talking about. Do you mean you ran it so fast, like you caught the tires on fire? No, or what, I wrecked what do you it. mean? I totally you wrecked it. I totally you wrecked it. the car. I backed her into the to the to the fuel cell i mean everything okay yeah, it was All gone right. it was on I mean, it was I'm literally picturing on, like these flaming I, tires the no, rubbers like no, burning no, and then no, i'm like no. oh, dude okay. i junked it i hated that place i thought it was the worst <laughs> racetrack ever i was like no way they're we're racing here and then i won now and when then. you won had they already reconfigured it i'm trying to remember when did they, re- well, they reconfigured it in the late I, 90s I, early 2000s last time it i was- test i tested with elliot marino in 97 i think i think that's the last time it was paved yeah, it was really, yeah. It, it used to eat right oh, front tires. Oh, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was like, wow. But it was fast. Right. And me, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I, I drove it hard. And I, yeah, I, I literally lost it in turn three and backed her in. And, and all of a sudden, come off the, the wall, I'm, I'm on fire. Right. No, they had just re, they had just redone it. That You were you would have been running it yep. right after they'd reconfigured it. So it had new asphalt and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, was, yeah. I couldn't Super feel it. Fast. You broke that was it in. back when they repaved that thing. That you guys, that was the fastest track on the circuit. Yeah, because the restrictor plates. You guys were running laps in the one uh, mid one nineties mm-hmm. back then. I mean, it was super fast. Yeah, 
Um, but I love that place now. But now, see, here's the thing: I like a dirty, I like a a gritty, dirty racetrack, <laughs> like a Rockingham, a Darlington. Yeah, because you really can feel it. Where I don't like new tracks where you can't really feel what the heck the car is going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think um, Does it with feel the slippery. What, now here's feel like the thing: it's just going to like slide well, on here, you. Here's the like? thing that I love about Atlanta: the they seal the track and the turns because mm-hmm. it cracks. It like where the seepage, the water seepage. And it makes the car wiggle. Mm-hmm. And I love that feel because you can carry the car. You can carry it on you the get edge. get it to rotate. Whereas now. if it's a really clean, tidy, perfect paved racetrack. Like California. You can't tell what the hell the car is going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, and you got to understand, you're, you're, you're driving a 3,400 pound car <laughs> with, with little skinny horsepower. 10 out, 10 right. inch tires with 900 horse. I mean, right. You gotta understand these guys are are Sounds amazing. Insane when you put it, like I mean, that. yeah, and then you're sailing it off into a left hand <laughs> yes. turn at over 200 miles an hour and going, I but I hope it sticks. Dude, now I'm seeing <laughs> two. You know the thing that's crazy, you're seeing two two oh seven two ten yeah. going into Atlanta or mm-hmm. going into a turn. It's like wow. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't planned on asking this, but yes. you've been with a lot of teams in your career. What is and I guess it's technically not free agency in NASCAR, but what is it like trying to figure out where you're going to race during a season? Is it, is it, are, are guys coming to you or are you like, are there certain things that you're looking for and you're like, Oh, well this team has it. Let me reach out to them. And it may be different now than it was Back in my day. Back in your day. But but what is that like trying to figure all that out? Well, here you're, that's a good question because you're, you're talking to a guy that raced for probably eight teams in three years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I I didn't know. I didn't know. I think I, a lot of it was word of mouth. Word of, I think, me, I was very, uh, I was happy to be there. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. loved being there. Um, I, I, I didn't have my head up my ass. I didn't. I wasn't stuck up. I was just a happy guy. I was a right. happy, young, brash guy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think now it's, di- a lot of it's different. You know, back in my day, you, you had to, you had to be fast. Mm-hmm. You had to, you had to drive your ass off. And I think. Now you, know, you just got to have sponsors. Well, yeah. A not, lot. not just, but you got to have money and. Speed. Yeah. It's sad. I hate that. I hate that. Cause I would, I feel like. There's so many other Jerry Nadeaus. There's a, there's so many other guys that are good that you can take a chance mm-hmm. on. And I wish I wish uh, there would be more Hendrick type owners mm-hmm. that would just grab a kid from somewhere and say, "Here's a shot," you know. But mm-hmm. you got to prepare him because let me tell you something. It was it's a shock for me. Well, you went you, you went in see, less I than I went from. From $240 a week to mm. all of a sudden I'm making $18,000. Right. And in, in three years, I mean, you go from mm-hmm. a, a five race deal or five races in one season to three years later running for the preeminent organization mm-hmm. in NASCAR at the time. I and mean, that's a meteoric rise. Yeah. You got to prepare yourself. You got to put all your, you got to, you got to make sure that you have all your marbles set up. You know what I mean? You got to have this person. You got to have that kind of person. You got to have, and and I do believe that that I hate to say this, it, it may be weird, but you know, doing yoga, yeah, you know, with your mind, and so your mind doesn't get so wrapped up in this racing. Because let me, that's a lot of it. That's what hurt me mm. is I wrapped myself around racing and I threw everything away. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate the way sometimes how I was, 
But I think that's why a lot of people liked me at the time because I was really into it. Sure. So when you were coming along, mm-hmm. I mean, 98, 2000, 98, 99, 2000, who were those couple of guys in the garage area that you felt like, hey, if, if I'm mm-hmm. struggling in an area or I mm-hmm. I want some advice, who were those guys? I'm imagining you're not probably going and knocking on the, the three hauler, but did you ever get to, when you were at Hendrick, did you, did you go to, to Jeff or... You know that, you know, or was there anybody else that you'd kind of go to in the garage area? Are you gonna just sending you some photos? You're gonna like these. <laughs> no, you're you're funny. You say Earnhardt. I've got some cool pictures. Of, oh yeah, of me talking with Dale, dude. He was a hero. Yeah. You know, I was a little peep squeak. You know, little peep squeak road racer, and he was amazing. He was just like the guy. He's like sure. And you gotta understand, I beat that guy, and I'm I'm so ecstatic. Looking at it now, back then <laughs> I didn't think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But now. It's like wow, that is so cool that that, that made I've got, that win all that more special, didn't it? I've got a and bu- the year before he died, wasn't that two thousand year win? He died, yes. the and next he race. died the next. Oh yeah, because it was the finale. Daytona, no, no, the finale was was me, was you, Atlanta. and then the next race next was Daytona. Yep, I forgot because Atlanta was the end yeah, of the unfortunately, year. Unfortunately, I was not there because we blew up. Right. It was it was my first. Uh, it was my first. It was my deal with uh, um, Hendrick, and yeah, we blew up early in the race. Um, and we got in a plane. I remember on the plane, one of the pilots told me that that um, that he was gone. Yeah, we lost Dale. No kidding. I, I, yeah, I still. What, what was it like going to Atlanta the next week, or two weeks later? You know, when Harvick wins, there's all this. What was it like in the garage here at Rockingham without Dale Senior there? I mean, what was that experience like? A lot of it was still dis- disbelief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of it. I still think about. It. I, you know, the the hardest time for me. I, w- I made it in racing. I was running for Hendrix, and then nine one one hit. Yeah, yeah. And I remember those. Remember, I remember those times. It's like that. I was literally. I I think I was in, coming out of the pool area, and I, I looked at the TV, and I'm I'm literally watching a plane hit the building. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And I was shocked. I was like in a shock moment. Even today, I'm thinking about it for my kids. I'm like, God, it's I back then. I loved it. It's it was cool. Everything was cool that was going on back then. But you look at it today, it's like with the masks. I'm, you know, like people are looking. Like there's times I, I forget to put my mask on, right? And people look at you like they're about to kill you. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, oh shit, I forgot my mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we're in a very weird time. But then there's other places you walk in and you have a mask on and they give you the same look because you're wearing one. Right. Yeah. You know, just depends on where you where. Well, a lot of that was in, a lot of that's in Florida. <laughs> well, that you know, too. Well, and then some parts, of, some this, some parts yeah. of this county. Yeah. That's can, true. You can, but you there. know, it's weird. I have a buddy. He's like that. You, he, he will not wear him. He, he don't care. He'll, he'll tell you off. Right. He will not put an effing mask like on. <laughs> He's like, screw you. <laughs> you know, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Right. You know, I do think it's a genetics. I do. Yeah. I think that. I think, yeah, if you get it, if you're, you know, I could be carrying it. I don't know. Right. You know, you could be carrying it. But I think a lot of it is, is certain people. It, it it bothers you know it sure. really makes it's a major thing mm-hmm. um but yeah the hell could that we don't want to talk about that no that's, that's all right that's all right we're but it's it's part of the zeitgeist today right yeah. i mean it's part of where we are yeah yeah you it's know? scary yeah i i hate it for my kids i do i will say i hate i go to gymnastics and i see my kid wearing a mask well, come on yeah yeah. It's something they're going through. It's like, I, I mean, know, you know, it's, it's the thing that they'll kids, talk about. It doesn't bother my kids. Yeah, they just think it's part of whatever. Yeah. 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 That's weird. It's something for them to talk about when they're 
40 something and sitting around and yeah yeah you don't want to go to bed tonight racing. i had to wear a mask at gymnastics <laughs> <laughs> i had to wear those masks back in 2020 <sighs> way back then i think you mentioned that bristol bristol's your favorite track is it your favorite track as a spectator or was that your favorite place as a racer Where's your favorite place to I want to make race. sure that when I get in a coffin, they don't put a mask on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? No. Well, no, what not are my not, favorite place. Well, it depends. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, I think people have had weird, weirder requests. When if they... I had a big, a huge nose, I would say, yeah, put a mask on me. Let's do that. That'll be good. Now, go ahead. What was the question? Sorry. I think he was asking you what your I favorite track was as a driver. I... Dude, I you know the you don't understand. I've raced. I've been on so many awesome racetracks. Brands Hatch is a great mm-hmm. racetrack. Uh, there's so many. Where, great where is that? Brands Hatch, from... England. 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 But yeah, it, okay. uh, yeah. I know. I'm a. I'm a no, ra- I was about I'm to say if we need to go out of the United States. Did you ever know, to run Silverstone in anything, even just as a yes, test? You did, dude. I love Silverstone. Yeah. I won at Silverstone. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's one of my bucket list. I've got to get over there. You know, it was scary. Was the weirdest thing is I was running a, a Formula Opal race, and they never had an American win it, and I was winning it, and a corner marshal got killed because a guy flipped and oh. the guard took off and hit him, and they red they they stopped the race, mm-hmm. and they and I was so pissed because they went by qualifying, qualified second. But uh, I was gone. I would have won it. And this was at the A1 ring. Yeah, yeah. And um, it would have been the first time an American won a Formula Opal race. And unfortunately, they gave, gave me second. But that was a fun racetrack. Yeah. I, had, I ran, I mean, some of the guys I raced against, they were so, so fun. So good. I would say in stock cars, I, I love Darlington. Mm-hmm. That's the funnest mm-hmm. racetrack for, I think, for all for every driver i would think you because it's exciting it's fast it's it's scary you're so close to the walls and the two ends are different two ends are different yep and like you say and and there's back in my day though you hit hard now you you you, it's not no safer barriers back then yeah 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 you yeah you hit really hard it i mean we we i remember when i was in the army or no no i was running for ernie irvin he got he got hurt and they they called me and says, "Hey, can you fill in for Ernie?" And I, I drove Ernie's car, and we were running good. And we but we we popped a tire as soon as you came off turn two, and oh. they didn't have safer barriers, and it literally killed the car. And I woke up in the hospital. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was uh, that was a hard hit. You don't realize how hard you hit on cement. You know, like a full concrete wall. I mean, now it's, I think it's a lot. It's, I still think it's amazing the wall doesn't even buckle or break. I mean, all that mass hitting a concrete mm-hmm. wall like Dude, that. And it let just. Let me tell you something. The best invention was the safer. Oh, barriers, yeah. By far. You don't and, realize, you don't realize a big hit now is like 25 G's. Now, back in my day when you hit hard, it's 100, over 100 G's. That, that meant mm, I only weighed mm, 150 pounds. Right. That meant my body weighed 18,000 pounds. pounds in a millisecond. Twice, yep. Mm. So you got to figure eighteen thousand pounds of force. That's what I mean. That's what I'm thinking. No wonder I have. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, yeah, yeah. I I broke a lot of bones, but when I woke up, there my bones already healed. Yeah. I had four <laughs> broken ribs. I had a broken scapula. I had a fractured vertebrae, but all the bones were healed. The only thing that I was worried about was I couldn't feel my left side. Mm-hmm. 
I remember when I woke up and, and Dr. Petty, he's, he was good. He was my doctor. At the mm-hmm. time. He's like, we're very lucky to, to have you here. But he, he did tell me at the time, he says, if I was you, I would choose. do something else. Yeah. He said, I would choose another profession. <laughs> I saw that in, on your the, website. This, yeah. You yeah. know, after this accident and I couldn't, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I was coming back. Right. When, was, did, when did you realize that wasn't going to happen? Probably a couple years after. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to try. I always wanted to, I had dreams. I always thought that maybe if someone gave me a chance, but it's hard because nobody would give me a chance. Nobody, right. everyone was scared of me. Sure. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good guys. You look at guys that came back. You look at Ernie Irvin. Mm-hmm. He came back after a head injury and he won. He won Loudon. Yeah. He's a, he's another one of my heroes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, I just didn't have that chance. I think it's because, I don't know. I, I think. I had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my my daughter was she was a one year old. She I think. was less than one years old yeah. when I got in a, when I was put in a coma. Unfortunately, I had a bad situation. You know, me and my wife got divorced. Maybe because I wasn't making millions. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I wasn't. I, I'm not saying that. I no, she's a good girl. Just it just didn't work out, and I I feel bad for my for my girls. I feel bad for Natalie. I I'm the guy. I'm really the the guy that produce the family and it's got to kind of help the family. Right. I, but I, I do, I'm so glad of how I was raised by my parents because you know what I left home with a dollar. Right. You know, I, I said, I'm going to go try to make this and they were proud of me, but they were also worried. Sure. You know, like God, sure. is he, you think, you know, I was just a racer. Thank God. I mean, thank God that, that I was okay. Well, you know, racing, right. You know, I, thank God I was, I was okay with it. May think I was pretty good. I just wasn't. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's amazing. We, we had Mickey Russell on, who's a, a fab guy over at Stuart Haas. We've mm-hmm. known him for a few years and he did a similar thing. I mean, he was on the, the mechanic side, but he, he came to Charlotte with two suitcases, one of tools and one of clothes. And that's all he had, you know, and same thing, just, Came listen, down here to be a I racer. Drove, I listen. My first ever meeting. I the guy that that got me to this place. His name was Tom Cotter, mm-hmm. and Tom Cotter owned an agency called Cotter Communications, and they're right here in Charlotte, not far from the Speedway. Okay. Well, I met Tom. I I qualified fast. I was on the pole at Sebring, and they interviewed me being on the pole, and I told them my ultimate goal was to make it NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cotter was there doing something with a sponsor. And he came over to, he says, hey, Jerry, Tom Cotter. He says, come see me. So after the, the race, I finished uh, second behind Kenny Brack. And I went out to see Tom, and we uh, we talked, and he gave me his phone number, and I went back home to Connecticut. And I called him and, you know, we're talking and I was, I was like, cause he, he's the NASCAR guy. Right. He, yeah. he worked with Daryl Waltrip. He yep. worked with Dale Earnhardt. He worked with a lot of different teams and he would get sponsors and stuff. Well, I called him and he's like, Hey, how about lunch tomorrow? You want to do lunch? I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, he didn't realize where I lived. I lived in Connecticut. <laughs> he lived in Charlotte. So I literally got my, green Oldsmobile diesel cutlass, <laughs> right? It smoked all the way down cutlass. from Charlotte wow. or no, from, from Connecticut to Charlotte. It took me 10 hours. 
and I had lunch with him. <laughs> you and, go when you gotta go, man. And yeah. and that was that was the kind of person I was. Sure. I I literally got my my I put some clothes in, went to have lunch, and he was amazed that I lived. That I got my car and left. He said, I didn't know. I thought you lived around here. He thought that was cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, I lived in his garage. No kidding. Yeah, I lived in his garage. I did did sheetrock for him. I drove show cars. I drove the... I drove the Bobby Labonte and Michael Waltrip show car. Wow, no yeah, kidding. That's yeah. Awesome. So I did a lot of weird things. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't just a racer. I just, I was a go getter. I was a worker. Whatever was, it takes to stay. I, hey, I yeah. wasn't, yeah, I, I didn't. No, I, I couldn't twiddle my thumbs and, and make things happen. Things I had to make things happen. Sure. I had to I had to do things. And I I did a lot of awkward things, but you know what? I was I was doing things to further my career. You know, even though I was racing uh with Barbara Dodge, mm-hmm. I was I packed my bags. I went back home after the lunch, packed my bags, I went down south. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I told Tom, hey Tom, I I wanna do these races. Because I just won a scholarship from Skip Barber. Right. It was a $100,000 scholarship where it gave me all the races for free. Oh, wow. I That's just cool. had to pay my way there. To get there. Yeah. So I had sponsors and Tom helped me with that. Huh. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I had, I had a kind of interesting, weird career, but I made it happen and I got to race with some of the best guys. And Jeff Gordon was my teammate at one time. Yeah. Terry Labonte yeah. was my teammate. Um, I remember staying at Jeff's house when I, when we raced at Homestead, we, we stayed at Homestead. Oh, uh, right. No, we stayed, he's, he had a house in Boca, Boca somewhere, Raton or yeah, yeah. Boca, somewhere near the ocean, but you gotta understand that's a weird life. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. I love him. <laughs> and I, and I see, I see Jeff every year at, at the Chili Bowl. Oh, you know, sure. Yeah. Uh, he's there a lot, but did you go this year? Uh, no. Yeah. No, and I think a lot of it's they. they, they There's only, only so many. Yeah, only yeah. So, the only the top dollar guys, the guys that. But yeah, I went there probably seven years uh, at the Chili Bowl, and um, yeah, the COVID thing kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. hit hard. Yeah. But I remember being at, at Jeff. He's a, I liked him because I here I am. I'm I'm a Hendrick driver. I'm staying at Jeff's house, <laughs> you know. And here's a kid that's like, wow, you know. I'm, I'm literally staying at his house. So <laughs> it's Jeff weird, yeah. you know, but you know, we're flying to the track, sure. a helicopter from his house, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah, I, I, I think Jeff's a great guy. He's a good, he's a guy like me, right? Dude, he has mm-hmm. video games. He has, he has a little simulators, racing simulators at his house in his basement. Right. You yeah. know, good. I love that. I think that's cool. He's, you know, he's a good hard racer. He loves, he, he just had a lot of glory. Yeah, he had a lot of glory, and I think that's so cool. It's amazing, you know. Even Jimmy, I look at Jimmy. Seven, seven, seven. five in a row. I think five. is the most. Like seven's amazing. But yeah, five in a nuts. row. Jimmy, yeah. I mean Jeff is amazing. Four, four championships, but seven today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean because when Petty and Earnhardt were doing it, you were racing two or three guys and what for the, the title. He's going Indy car racing. Wow, I don't so know. Weird. On the road courses, even. But he was. Uh, they finished not, second. Not, they finished second, second in, the, third, uh, the in the top hour. series at the Rolex Twenty Four. Yeah, and they yeah. weren't far out of first. And it was just that. Was Kobayashi on his team? Because yes. that was the first time Kobayashi yes. yep. had lost. He's, he's the best. That guy's unbelievable. Oh, you talk about incredible. aggressive drivers. That guy's he's fun incredible. to watch. Yeah, <laughs> Kobayashi's absolutely amazing yeah. at Daytona. Or any any you know long distance. He was yeah he was fun races. to watch in, in F one for sure. 
Yeah, um, I enjoyed watching that. I didn't. I, I don't know where else they do it. Maybe that endurance racing is like that, where you've got all the different classes of cars mm-hmm. on the same track at one time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, what? What? That it takes you a minute because that car doesn't. Why is that car out there with that? You know, mm-hmm. but once you kind of understand, and what's those going prototypes on. are so fast. I mean, you're looking at a Ferrari and Lamborghini just getting smoked down the straightaway yeah. by these prototypes, and those those cars are no slouches. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean that's like a flying machine. You know, it, it just—it's an upside-down like airplane. Yeah. It's an upside-down airplane. It really is. It just pushes Pretty it down amazing. instead of up. You know, I remember I remember doing a test for BMW after my accident. We went to Sebring. You know, those cars you had the clutch, and 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 that was the hardest thing for me. And that's what made that kind of made me open my eyes that mm-hmm. ah, this isn't good for me. Is it because you couldn't? I couldn't feel, feel the I vibrations and everything. Feel yeah. everything with my left side. And, you know, in, in NASCAR, you don't clutch it all the time. You know, you don't, you never really use a clutch. But I, I was really, I mean, it was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it was hard to get the feeling. I, I think it, when you have doubt, it's not good. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. You have to give it 110%. And I felt like I couldn't do that when I, if I decided to go back to NASCAR. Even though at times I feel like I can. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I don't want to take that chance, and I think a lot of it. I don't mean to be selfish, but I, I, I think for my kids. Yeah, I love my kids. I, I think they're amazing. I, but I wish. My biggest thing now is I wish I can, I could do something. I wish I can, you know, make make money again. Right. I wish I. I don't know what. I don't. I. I feel like you know. Sometimes I feel like going to Lowe's and filling out an, an application. <laughs> You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know what I would. I really, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 51 year old stuck in a 16 year old body, still trying <laughs> to figure out what I want to do for a living. Yeah. You know, yeah. I did my thing. I did my racing. I had fun. I went everywhere. I have this thingamajig in my brain that doesn't totally allow me to be the adult that I should be. Sure. You know, and I, it's hard. I, I, I hear. I, I. It bothers me because there's a lot of people. Not just it ain't me. There's right. a, there's millions of people that have suffered that that are hurt. I wish people would just sit down with them and talk to them and, and make them feel valued. Yeah, like well, I, I mean, I I think I don't know what it would be, but I mean, you you seem to have a lot of a lot of good things to say. You're very personable, and you've talked about you wished how someone along the way had had been there for you, like a consultant or a guide or a mentor. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would be but i could definitely see you doing that i mean you've got that you're just vivacious and you've got that personality in there i think there's some value a lot of value to that i don't know how to monetize that yeah you Um, know what i almost i almost feel like i want somebody i almost want somebody to run my life (laughs) (laughs) but i want to get something from don't we all i want to have a paycheck (laughs) right yeah you know where now it's like i i'm it's scarce you know like I said, thank God for my building. I, I I'm very for. I was very fortunate. I was very smart on what I did with with some of my money when I made it, when I made it in NASCAR. But now that that it's hard because I I'm only I'm young. Yeah. I mean I'm not that young. I'm 51. But I that's not old. No, I know. But <laughs> I was. But this, but you got to understand. I was out at 36. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's I was right. out on my own at 36 with a head injury. And I was lost, you know, with the, with, and I didn't have a lot of guidance. I didn't yeah. have a lot of help. I, I, I didn't have a lot of, deci- I didn't, I couldn't decide well, mm-hmm. you know, when your head, your head's rattled, you know, and I think, and I understand the NASCAR thing. It's, it's hard for them, you know, to have somebody that's had 
scarred, you know, who got scarred uh, in their series, but I feel like they can use me for something. Like an ambassador. Mm -hmm. Some, you know? Yeah, somehow. Um, yeah. I could see you almost like a, like there's a lot of young, young drivers in all three series. I could see you doing like a driver coach. I would and, love it. And I think that you, you, you mentioned a couple times that you said that you wish you had had somebody to walk alongside you during your career. I think that you, I don't want to call them mistakes, but you, you, you had a lot of learning experiences in your career. And I think that those learning experiences that you had would be invaluable to some of these younger guys. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, I'll give you a firsthand of the first, uh, the thing that I did when I got off my accident, I got a phone call from David Gilliland mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I kind of, uh, and I was hired uh, by David. I worked for him in uh, in Bush. We did like four or five races, and it was hard for me. Mm -hmm. And but I gave it all my best. I gave him everything mm -hmm. of of what I thought, what I felt, what I what I want, what I would do. Mm -hmm. And the race that he won, um, I was there with him, and and. I told him, I said, dude, let me tell you something. If you want to be a stock car driver, if you want to be there, if you want to be in cup, you got to make something happen. I don't care if you ball the, the effing thing up on fire. Right. Mm -hmm. Do something. <laughs> you're running against, you're running against some of the best guys. You're running against all these guys and you're with this little team. Yeah. From, mm -hmm. from Statesville. What did he do? He won that race. Yeah. He beat three cup guys and won that race. And then ended up working for Yates. Yeah. And yep. that was my last race that I, that I worked with him. Mm. And I told him, I said, listen, this is my last. I can't do no more. I gave it all I had for five months. And I think I was just tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's like my, my head can't do as much. You know what I mean? I need more rest. You don't I have the mental stamina. No, no. Yeah. Like, um, but you got to understand. I, yeah. I, I mean, maybe if I'm guidance. If I had different guidance or, but I mean, I was still thrashing to mm -hmm. make a paycheck, Sure, you know? And I think, you know, heck I had to, I, I still had my building, but I wasn't rent. I didn't lease it. I didn't mm -hmm. rent it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing nothing. I was sitting there watching racing. I'd go into my building all by myself and just sit there and watch racing and play on my simulator. Right. And sometimes maybe play poker every now and then, you know, <laughs> get on party poker, sure, spend, sure. Ten, spend $10 and I'm, you know, I'm adrenaline junkie. I really, yeah. I love, I don't know. That's fast guys. Fast guys like adrenaline. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I remember that race at Kentucky. That was an incredible night for David. Dude, he won. Um, you know, junior had a lot of concussion issues at the end of his career. Did he ever reach out to you, or did you ever reach out to him? Because he he struggled a lot. I read his memoir. No, that but wrote. that little shit. I reached out to him, and 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 he <laughs> did he did get back to me, but he didn't see where I could fit. Yeah, he um, didn't see what I can do. Right. And I I mean I again I I look up to Dale. He's got a, he's got a, a, an amazing empire. He built an amazing empire. Sure. He's a great guy. He's mm -hmm. a great talker. Mm -hmm. He's amazing on on that MB whatever they do NBC. that mm -hmm. yeah NBC. Um, but the only thing that ever happened to me was that dumb article. But I mean that, that I look at it now like with the brain. When are they going to come take my brain? Yeah. I don't know anything about that. All I did all I know because I wasn't very. Like I had nobody 
do my stuff. Right. They said, hey, will you pledge your brain? I'm like, sure. Yeah. And pledge it. Take it. Look at it. <laughs> See if you can learn something from it. Right. I mean, if it's going to help somebody else, then do it. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I have nothing on paper that says, hey, when Jerry, when you die, yeah. we're taking your brain. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I, I did didn't it. see us go down, going down this road. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's in a paper. But as far as uh, the junior thing, um, no, but I don't blame him. I don't blame him for call or reaching out, you know, because every driver kind of has their, the way they, they do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did reach out to him after his, his little plane mm-hmm. weird accident. And we did talk or text back and forth, um, send emails. Uh, but I, 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 I think I reached out to him mainly to see if there's a place that he could use me for. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think a lot of it was because I was looking for work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking for something to do. Now that I have a family, I still got, I got to pay for colleges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to pay for the house bill. I got bills still. Sure. I mean, now I'm a, I'm a normal person. I've been normal my whole life. But I mean, ever since uh, thirty, the last fourteen years, you know, I I've I've did a lot of riding drives, but that whole business died as soon as this COVID thing hit. Sure. Mm-hmm. And now I can't. It's hard for me to find work, like something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So is that like what the 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 thing you go down and you're you're well you're driving and then you're riding like a ride along? Yeah, thing? like. We did this, we did, yeah, like I, when I was working for Dodge for the the people in Charlotte, they would go to facilities like we did a a deal in Miami where they, they're drift, they're uh, Hellcats Mm -hmm. and we would literally have passengers in the cars and we'd go out there drifting sideways (laughs) and you know, we, we literally burn up at least two to three sets of tires a day, but they loved it. Oh, they loved it. Yeah. They had, I would love it. Yeah. They had so much fun, but no, the other ride and drives I do, um, I did some where we do hot laps, but a, a majority of the ones that I do, the passengers drive them like the people drive them, the clients. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And then we tell them what they should be doing, mm-hmm. how they should be driving it. You know, and the biggest thing that we tell people is you need to keep your eyes up and you need to look where you're going. Yeah. That's the biggest thing in driving is look where you're going. Which seems pretty obvious, but people yeah, don't do it. But you don't. What do they yeah. just look off the nose and yeah. not up ahead? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people can have brain farts and not, not yeah. and look at the pole and they'll end up crashing into the pole. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it freaks people out, but you don't realize the reason why that person hit the pole because he was he was his vision was that way, right? You know, unless it was a two hundred mile an hour wreck, right? You know, then yeah, I can understand that that you know you, you maybe you weren't supposed to hit the pole, but your car got you there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm thinking as far as you know, I did some teachings with teenagers. Sure, I worked with them with uh, breaks with Doug Herbert. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a great school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, th- I think for kids, it's it's you don't realize we lose five to six thousand kids a year. Wow, I had no in idea. car accidents, teenagers, wow. Wow. just teenagers. Mm. And Doug's got that school, and 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 I think kids, you know, and our our body, our our minds aren't really registered to to deal with electronics and cell mm-hmm. phones, and I think. Some kids have trouble. I literally, literally tonight, today, 
there was this, uh, I'm thinking she was 16, 17, 18, but she was holding her dog. Yeah. And she was texting with her other hand, driving, <laughs> driving a BMW. Who's driving the car? The like, dog? What the yeah. F is going on in this world? Yeah. This is so effing, this is so wrong. Right. And, and I think I should have took a picture of it and, and, and posted it, you know, or posted it somewhere because I think it is so wrong. And I think people, parents, and a lot of it's parents, mm-hmm. if you don't teach or tell or, or, or make, or make your kids feel loved, you need to start or they're going to, they're going to waste their life in a, in a, in an accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that to happen. That's the worst feeling. I can't imagine Doug. You know, Doug lost mm-hmm. both his boys yep. in an accident, just going to McDonald's. And they were screwing, but the thing, they were screwing off. They were sideways messing around and they got T-boned and, and, but it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's a different, it's a different world. I didn't worry about cell phones back oh, in yeah. my day when no. I was growing up. Well, no, we, yeah, we but now it's oh. like, dude, we live off them. And and I was we just do reading. I think the I think the first iPhone came out 13 years ago. W- what did we do in 2006? I like, <laughs> I it's it gets it gets me so freaked out when you go somewhere, even at the airport, and you see everyone that's sitting down, they're on their cell yep. phones, mm-hmm. but there's no more effing talking. No, you don't. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, dude, you don't do that. Mm-mm. It's sad. We're losing our culture. We're losing our. Our ability to interact and have yes. a conversation with somebody. Yeah. And, and you no can see we're these depressed. two <laughs> right. And you no can see it. You can see it in the workplace, right? It's, I mean, these kids are coming out of college. So much has been online and they don't have those interpersonal skills. No, but. and I, that's the thing. I hate it from my kids. I love my kids to pieces, but it it's like we try to do things normal. I mean, I still go to gymnastics, we still do fun things. Yep. Um and and we don't have the T V on a lot. Only me when I go in my for watching your dirt when races. I hibernate. That's right. When I go, and, but I do this on my own. I don't do right. this with my wife. I literally, there's times I will get up at midnight and I'll sneak off with my computer and I'll be watching racing until five o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I'll be like a, a zombie. Sure. That next day. <laughs> but I do this a lot. And I think, you know, if I, if I had a real job, if I had something that I knew that I had to do every day. It's like now I'm just enjoying life and having fun, but I, I do need to, I would love it if somebody would call me and say, hey, this is what we need to do. Right. This is how you need to place yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but yeah. I'm enjoying, I love why I love racing. I'm a, I'm a effing nut when it comes to racing <laughs> and I'm a big F1. I love dirt. I love slinging sideways and I'm so excited to get home after this to go watch my dirt race. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've kept you long enough. I yeah, think. we have. We're, For we're, sure. We're, 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 Anything else? We're at, we're at an hour and forty minutes. That's a. Wow. But it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't no. seem that. No. Long. This has been fun. And, it and, has here, been. and here's the word: I don't do a lot of this, and I, I think this is cool. Well, well you think well, you I do. can do this every day. It's a lot better than Dale Junior's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that, well, yeah. Yeah. So no, no, we're not going to cut. They're, no, they no. Ha, they have a good show. I'm 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 teasing that because of you know. When, if they if you ever do listen to this deal, Junior would would love to have you on. That's right. You um, just ruined that, but yeah. No, he, this is uh, great. He, he actually doesn't live far. No, he no, lives right off Shinville. No. no, he doesn't. No, they have they have a good time. I like the things that he that they do. And he's um, good. I would love to go on there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to be on there. Well, you can come no, on here with any any time you no, want. No, I'd love to. Want. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Literally, You've been, I, I mean, I this has been this has been great. You're you're obviously just real passionate about not just racing, but. 
I'm you passionate seem to just have everything. a zest for life in general. You know, I think do you have kids. Yeah, I've got three kids. Damn. Yeah, it changes you, doesn't it? Totally. And, and it's funny. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. Yeah, Travis is Not the only yet. guy. He's that's, just sowing his oats around town, around Morsel. That's right. Yep. He's probably got thirty or forty kids. He just doesn't know about it. No. <laughs> yes, dude. No. I had. I'm, I had I'm fun. teasing. I'm teasing. I had Travis. fun. Yeah. I had fun. <laughs> this is great. But yeah. I, I have a history. I have a history. I love. There's so many stories I've got. Well, we'd love to have you back and tell more stories. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh, you know the the just the, everything. I mean the, the the racing the. You know, making it, trying to make it, you know, going to see my dad. I mean, the, the I had so many scary parts, you know, back in the day with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, being nervous with him and seeing him knocked out. Oh, sure. At a racetrack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God. I mean, racing's not, it's not easy. Not for the faint of and heart. No, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing where it's, you're different. Yeah. All the good racers, the, they understand, mm-hmm. but you're just a different species. Yeah. Um. And and I and I was one of them. I don't know. I don't know if I ever. I don't know if I ever. If I really should have been in Cup. Mm-hmm. Um. But I got there. You did. And um. And you won. Well, yeah, I won, but I wasn't the. I wasn't like a top dog, but. I, yeah, I mean. But it's, to be fair, you only had what four and a half seasons. I had well, I had three years. I had three, four years. I mean, I but I ran for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't um, a, lot a lot of consistency of there, but there there had been, and you could do back go back and do a few things differently. Maybe, maybe you would, or maybe you would choose a different uh, well, type of racing. I, I just as thought you've I'd said be before. here forever. Yeah, you, know, you don't think yeah. about that. Oh yeah, you know, you're when, you're thir- 20, when you're thirty, when you're twenty, thirty. Yep. Uh, you don't think of that. You just you go. You. you just go. And I think I, you know, I just I went ahead. I went too far yeah. over the edge and. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of, I remember a lot of people used to say, well, let's see what Nadu does. Let's mm-hmm, go wait mm-hmm. till he goes out there <laughs> and busts his ass, you know? And I did a lot of that, yeah. you know, growing yeah. up. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I had fun. I had a good time. Well, we, Met pre- a lot we of appreciate people. it. Yeah, very absolutely. Much. No, I had um, fun. You're good. Good. The, uh, the fury from Danbury. That's right. I believe that's what the, that's one of the monikers they have for you. Yeah, you so heard, many, you like that one? I, I, I saw it. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. And yeah. it's long. It is it's a, it's really a long. It's like yeah. a forty-seven <laughs> minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I tell you, the guy's really good. I met him. I no, I didn't meet him. I did meet him, but I don't remember it. Right. It was like before my accident, and I think he he's a he's a passion guy. He he knows a lot about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the cool thing is, he's got video that I never even saw before. Like the time I knocked myself out at Searsburg, he has that video where I woke up. And I'm looking in the mirror, and I had blood on my mouth. No like, kidding! Wow! And I'm like, wow, dude, how did you get all these videos? That's amazing. Well, you never know; they're they're out there, even yeah. more so these days. Well, anyway, I will we'll wrap it up, uh, Jerry. And uh, we just we want you to be able to get home and watch your dirt races. <laughs> and uh, so I just my wife's probably worried right now. Where the hell are you at? Where's he at? He's told me ten minutes. <laughs> what, is this, what is this blind spotting? Yeah, that's right. Are, I'm never gonna get Jerry back. Um. But thank you. I'm just going to go ahead and do the, do the closing. Yeah, yeah, go just, ahead. Just just wrap it up. And we have been blessed uh, tonight. And what a uh, just what a interesting and joyful and um, riveting interview we've had with with Jerry Nadu. Thank you, Jerry, again for for being with us. We really yes, sir. appreciate this. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a great I, I had, time. Had a blast. Great yeah. time. So next week uh, coming up on the ninth, we've got Scott uh, Kazura, and he's a former Xfinity and Truck Series crew chief. And he'll be joining us next Tuesday. And also, I mean, if if you uh, are 
interested, there's a little race coming up next Tuesday. The Bush Clash, a 35 lapper down there in Daytona getting things started off. And the, the duelers, the dual qualifiers are next week. And uh, so there's a lot going on. So, but we will have a, a guest next week on the 16th of February. We are going to be joined by Tony Gibson. He is the production manager at Stuart Haas Racing. So he kind of oversees all the production, all the cars. On the 23rd of February, we're going to have Eddie DeHunt. And Eddie is the spotter for current cup champion, Chase Elliott. That's right. So, we are excited to have him on, and uh, then looking forward in March, we've got we're still working on a few things and hammering down some dates. But we've been talking to some folks involved in iRacing. racing. Uh, we might be able to get Brian Newdorf on. We've talked with him, and a, uh, a recently uh, became acquaintances or um, with an IMSA crew chief. So we're it's not NASCAR, but it's racing. And uh, we're just kind of, you know, we just love talking racing, uh, mainly NASCAR, but we, yep. we can go anywhere. And then uh, Lewis Hamilton will be joining us. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hey, you got to shoot for the stars. That's just right. like Bubba's going to get two wins. That's you right. You know, so That's why right. not? Why, if it can, Bubba can do it, so can so we. So can we. So let's wrap it up. You can follow us on Twitter at NASCAR Blindspot, Facebook at Blindspotting NASCAR, and email blindspottingpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, a big thank you to Adam Peter Shin for our opening music. And you can follow him on Twitter at AP Shin Music. So for all of us here, and we've got a group here tonight, for Andrew Coates, Travis Sherrill, and Jerry Nadeau, I'm Michael Colberth, and we're saying good night, have a good week, keep that thing off the wall, between the lines, but drive it fast at the same time. We'll see you next week on Blind Spotting. I hope you hit those gold streets on two wheels. I hope your mansion in the sky's got a 10 acre field with some mud and some hubs you can lock in. Make some thunder, make them wonder how you got in.